Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. In the last lockdown, I stayed home and helped my mum, but this time they told me I should come into school because I am classed as vulnerable. Jason is a London teenager who his school says before lockdown was an enthusiastic kid who loves his mum. The pandemic has changed him. We've used a pseudonym and a voice actor to protect his identity, but these are his words. I can't handle lessons, and I don't feel like speaking some days. I get scared because I'm having some very dark thoughts. Sometimes I shout at my teachers and just get up and walk out. And this is a child who was well-behaved, loving to his mother. He's really struggling. And this school says he is one of many, many children like this who previously had no problems and are now exhibiting some serious mental health issues. David Cohen is the Evening Standard's investigation editor who's been looking at the true cost of lockdown on our children's mental health. The figures he's uncovered are startling. The latest data from NHS Trusts and NHS England is that there is a new cohort of 500,000 previously healthy children under 18 who will require mental health support, who did not have mental health problems before. Nothing has been normal for our young people over the last year. Even when schools reopened, they had to keep two metres apart from their peers in class. And of course, for most, they've shut again anyway. We have a large number of children who, before COVID, did not have mental health problems but since the start of the pandemic have developed one. Emily Haston is head teacher at Goldfinch Primary School in Wandsworth. Some children have suffered um, suffered memory loss of areas of the syllabus that they'd already covered and trauma can do that. It affects memory and we have yet to see the impact of this uh, lockdown and I think the, the worst is yet to come. Of course, there are ways for teenagers and kids to stay in contact with each other. There are multiplayer video games, social media, everyone's had a Zoom call. But as much as many young people are doing what they can to stay sociable, psychologists say without being in the same room as their friends, nothing they do can be enough. So for adolescents, their friendship group is key. It's their oxygen. Ricky Emanuel is the former head of child psychotherapy services at the Royal Free. They need their group to grapple with problems and manage their internal processes. And different people in the group usually play different roles. So there's so much more than missing their friends. They need them. They're not, they're dependent on them. And it has to be in person, not just via social media. 
So if you take them away, if you cut them adrift, they can unravel and fragment. And that is why you're seeing so many of them struggle now. For me, the challenge is not to fall into bad habits and keep some sort of schedule. Michael is 18 and studying for his A-levels. Again, we've changed his name and used a voice actor to protect his identity. I am predicted two A-stars and an A, but I'm struggling with my motivation to learn that, that and that makes me anxious. With all of us cooped up at home, it is hard to find quiet space to revise. It's a dull existence, stay in a house all day, then go to sleep. It's easy to feel tired and listless all the time. You think, what have I got to look forward to? Inevitably, in some cases, what begins as a mental health challenge can end tragically. After chest pains and COVID itself, A&D wards say adolescents are the biggest group they see coming in. The charity place to be told the Evening Standard there's been a 109% increase in reported incidents of self-harm, a 68% increase in young people having suicidal thoughts. David Cohen says others are reporting a similarly worrying picture. Sadly, children as young as five were reporting self-harm and suicidal thoughts to school counsellors. And there was also a tripling in eating disorder incidents reported by adolescents. And this gives some sense and is also the most up-to-date data we have, superseding that of the NHS, which is only to June 2020, and which doesn't really capture yet the impact of the second and third lockdowns. The level of child and adolescent mental health problems we're seeing today is unprecedented. It's the highest since records began. That's Stephen Scott, Professor of Child Health and Behaviour at King's College. He says the government and NHS have been woefully unprepared for a mental health crisis he believes should have been seen coming. And the scandal and the pity is that the NHS has decided to spend very little on child and adolescent mental health, which has led to a widening deficit of care. It's particularly important since the more disadvantaged parts of the population have rates three or four times higher than those who are more privileged. The NHS spend for outpatient child mental health service is about £50 per child per year, which is why CAMS, Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services, is so emaciated. At present, only about a quarter of children get, with any disorder level get seen by CAMS, so that means three quarters don't get any specialist help. Stephen Scott says it's particularly sad that many of the problems being faced are hidden behind closed doors, so people can't see the help that's needed. Now, though, David Cohen's investigation has revealed the extent of an issue that has the potential to affect the country for years to come. Well, I think there is a compelling case for the government to put more resources into child and adolescent mental health outpatient services. This is the Cinderella of the health sector, And with just £500 spent per patient with a serious mental health problem, it's clearly not enough. And what we are seeing is that this is going to get so much worse. The reason I think this is a tragedy is because we've got lots of effective treatments for anxiety, depression, disruptive behaviour, ADHD, anorexia. We can do so much good and it isn't just You know, these illnesses are short-lived. They last for years, so we can make people's lives happier and less distressed. 
if we invest in proper services. If you're affected by anything in this podcast, there is help available. For information and support, call MIND on 0300 123 339. That's 0300 123 339. And that's the Leader Podcast. We're back on Monday at 4pm. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.